John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the You Up podcast. Uh, it's Nikki Glazer. I'm the host of You Up with Nikki Glazer on Sirius XM, Channel 95, every day. Not every day, but, you know, Monday through Thursday. Uh, two hours every morning, live on Sirius XM. Why aren't you tuning in every morning? What, like, I, I don't know why you haven't gotten a Sirius subscription yet, so you can listen. Because this is just a small sampling of what we get into on the show. What a week it was of shows. I'm so excited to go through these clips with you and relive things I shouldn't have said and things I'm glad I said and things I'm both embarrassed to have said and glad to have said. Um, a lot happened this week, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, I'm glad you're listening. Thank you for listening. I'm in the back of an Uber. I'm headed to Equinox gym, which, um, if I can be honest with you guys, I hate this gym. I, I've been going there for six years, I think. Um, it's just, there's nothing in between 24 hour fitness and Equinox. Like Equinox is, it's really expensive. I've just been giving them money for the past six years to use what is probably equated to like a treadmill for 30 minutes a month is like if you add up all the times I've gone so like once a month I go if you've you know sometimes I go to the gym like every day but then there's stretches where it's like months of nothing so on average once a month I've been paying to go to the gym that's why I got so mad when I went in DC one time because the thing about Equinox is they have like I have an all Equinox pass, so I can go to any Equinox in the country because I pay like a million dollars a month to just be able to walk into any Equinox, which is nice because there's ones in DC, there's ones in LA, there's ones in New York, and like you can go to any of them. And that's kind of a nice perk of paying a million dollars a month, which I think is the exact amount. Anyway, there's Equinox has this deal where there's certain clubs where even if you have an all club pass, they like, you have to be, you can't work at a certain clubs they're like special clubs I think they're called like like flagship clubs and you walk into those and you go I have the all pass and they're like yeah it's ex- ex- excludes this one so there was one in DC that I walked into and they were like sorry your all pass doesn't work and I was like um no it does it has to and they're like it doesn't for these there's certain clubs and I was like you're just a desk person working at Equinox just let me slide like w- let me walk through I even I'm embarrassed to say, I go, I'm famous (laughs) and I'm not, but I just want to be like, don't do this to me because I'm going to talk about it on my wildly successful podcast and you guys are going to suffer. You're going to lose business. If anything, this is an ad for them. So I'm not doing anything wrong. Um, but I got really like I, and it was just the desk people. So I was like, come on guys, just let me in. I literally, I use the whole theory. I go, I use a treadmill once a month. That's what on average I've been paying you guys for six years just let me in. And, um, they were like, we can't. And I was like, can I talk to your manager? Cause I was like, I'll just be like, bitch, look at these Instagram followers. You don't want me like getting mad. Not that I would ever like blast them on Instagram, which I honestly did. Okay. So this is what happened. So they go, <clears throat> our manager isn't here right now. And I was like, okay, well, do you know when she's going to be back? And, um, I was like, I'll wait. Cause I had like time and I was so heated up from like trying to argue my way in that I just, my adrenaline was like, I'll just wait. You know, one of those crazy white ladies. <clears throat> so they go, she's, um, 
She's actually in the shower right now. I'm not joking, you guys. This manager was in the shower at Equinox. And I didn't even think of it until later at how absurd that is. I was just like, oh, yeah, there are showers here. She's probably just, like, in the steam room chilling. That's, like, a normal manager thing. No, it's not. And also, that is the excuse that my parents used to give me when they would leave me and my sister alone when they really, like, shouldn't. You know, they should have had a babysitter. But they're like, if anyone calls, just tell them we're in the shower. So I was like, this bitch is giving me that excuse. And I was like, um, okay, well, you know what? And I, that's when I was like, I'm leaving. And I go, I'm canceling my membership. And they're like, we don't care, bitch. And I walked out and I was like, I'm done with this place. Six years down the drain. Okay. I like made a big scene. I did a whole like Julia Roberts, like big mistake, huge, like that kind of scene. A couple people walking into the Equinox, like saw me making a big scene. And then I went on Instagram and I was like, fuck you, Equinox. I'm done. And then I like looked into how you cancel a membership. You either have to write a letter to them, which not going to happen because I like forget how to write. Um, like I literally don't know how to write anymore with like a pencil. It's just like everything's typing. I guess you could type a letter, but I'm not going to do that. Where do you get a stamp? Or you go into the Equinox and you set up a meeting to like cancel in which they'll Scientology you and like convince you to stay. And they'll probably upgrade me so that I can use those special gyms, which will be another million dollars a month. Anyway, I'm still going to Equinox. I'm going to meet my friend there now. Let's get into the podcast. The first clip. (laughs) That was a long story. Oh, I do want to say that one time my sister did use that excuse. Someone called the house when my parents weren't there. And they were like, is your mom and dad there? It was like a telemarketer. And um, she goes, no, my dad's in the shower. And this telemarketer must have just like been a creep and also fed up with these lame excuses from kids. And he goes, oh, really? He's in the shower? And she goes, yeah. He goes, is he all naked and soapy? Which is disgusting, right? But then my sister, she was like eight. She goes... I mean, I guess. (laughs) All right. Yes, thank you. I'm getting out of the Uber right now. Um, And it's going to set it up perfectly for our first clip, which is with... Thank you, sir. Bye. I hope he enjoyed that story. Um, Our first clip is with Andrew Collin and uh, Claire Parker, two friends of the show. We are talking about... Um, getting warmed up for sex and giving guys tips on how to respond to a sexy photo from a girl. I am verbatim reading the notes that Noah gave me. Noah picks these clips. She's great at doing it. So enjoy this discussion with Andrew Collin and Claire Parker from Monday's episode of You Up with Nikki Glazer. Here you go. Let's give some tips to guys. Okay, if a girl please, sends you specifically. sex. What what's the best response? Oh my god! Well, that guy that I was just talking about, that he would. Yeah. I like loved talking to him because he was so grateful. He'd give very specific, like, "You look so sexy. That's perfect." I'm like, I can't. Like, this is what I want to do. This is what looks great on you. Like, give specific compliments. Here, do a a compliment. Um, Mad Lib. Name a body part. Name what's sexy about it, and then a compliment. So be like your breasts <laughs> look. Perky and that's hot. I don't know, just like specific. Is that like a you know what I mean? Like adjective, noun, adverb. (laughs) Your forehead is big Big and that's (laughs) gross. What do you write back? (laughs) I I I just usually I don't. I mean, we could go through it, but like I usually just say how hot it is and like I don't know. I'm just like you're gorgeous or or just yeah. Say boring. You're gorgeous. What you can say that to me right now. (laughs) 
<laughs> wow, that got me real puddly. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean I don't to know. It's, uh... give away my ex-boyfriend's secrets, but he's the best responder to sex ever. What he, does he do? He just writes, fuck. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do stuff like yes. that. Exclamation. Writes, like, I don't yes. even understand your body. What the hell? Who made you? Some good ones I've what? Gotten. It doesn't make sense to me. Look at your butt. Like, just being, Um, I think the word is incredulous, is a great yes, way. Yeah, like you a, can't even believe how hot they are. And you feel so lucky to be getting these photos because you should feel lucky. Um. And, you know, there are some girls that just send things willy-nilly and they aren't that impressive. So any kind of response like that, you'd be like, listen, dude, my room's messy in the background and this is a gross yeah. photo. You're kind of overselling it a little bit. <laughs> like, I can tell you listened to you up with Nikki Glaser. Um, but- I, I think, like, really, like, nailing in the fact that I would love to be there. Like, I'd love for yes, you to yes, be yes. here. I was going like, to try to read some of my good responses out loud, but I was like, yeah. well, I really can't. Well, Claire just <laughs> sh- shared some photos with us before yeah. the show. Yeah, they were fun. I mean, I heard about these because you shared them with Andrew before uh, you shared was, them before I had seen you. I it was like a, a vindictive sharing with Andrew. I don't see Andrew as a sexual being, so to me, it's like... Yeah. It's like overly sexual. I know. I've been tempted to show Andrew my stuff too because I've been showing it when he's around. You sent me one of you that I was like, whoa. It was so good. That's what I do. Great ones. Thank you. I I take, uh, because I was talking to Andrew about how if a naked picture leaked out of me, he was like, people might, it might not even, because I go, it would change my life. Yes, it it would. would. It would. It would make me way more famous. Yes, I know it would. It would Kardashian you. It would Pamela Anderson you. It wouldn't that, but it Mm. would definitely, it would make- Yeah, that was my point, is that there's so many out there And then Andrew said, well, there's so many out there, and I go, you don't understand. Like, I know how to take a photo. Like, my photos are outstanding, and they're slutty, and they're great. They're great. They're they're so And you don't show your body much on Instagram, so it will be out of your- So you would be like, where were those? Where I haven't seen anything like that. So I know what I'm doing, but you just showed us photos that were so hot. And we're back. Hope you enjoyed that clip. I am now exiting the locker room at Equinox. Man, I hate this place, but like like I said, there's just nothing in between a 24-hour fitness. Like I was going to, a, a, I think, an LA fitness in New York City, and one time I saw a, um, a mouse like come out from under a treadmill. Or maybe it was like a really fit rat. Either way, um, I didn't like it. It's like dirty and disgusting, but... Um, Equinox is like so clean and nice, but it does feel like a cult and I'm stuck in it and I'm um, I'm about to get on a treadmill next to my friend who is on the episode from Thursday that we're going to get to in a little bit. But this next clip, let me just jump right in. It's with Kara Clank, Sarah Schneider, and Chris Kelly. Sarah and Chris are from the new show, The Other Two, which is uh, premiered after Broad City this past week. Um, it's like a companion show, just like... In the sense that if you like Broad City, you're going to like the other two. It's on Comedy Central. I can't wait to see it. I haven't seen the first episode yet, but like, I was obsessed with the trailer in a way that I've never been obsessed with a trailer since um, the Facebook movie trailer. That's like a trailer I watch literally twice a year and over and over in those two times, you know, I just, just to feel things. Go watch it if you've never seen the, the social network trailer. Oh, it's good. Anywho, this is a clip from uh, Tuesday's show in which I ask them all, um, I men in black them. You'll see, you'll see what I mean. Here we go. But okay, if I men in black, men in black blinky thinged you uh-huh. and you forgot everything about SNL except one shoot, one Whoa. memory, Whoa. what one would you retain? 
Wow. I'm going to try to think about what I would retain from my life. Carol, I'll ask you the same question. (laughs) In comedy, is there any moment where you're like, you would want to retain it? And if you erase erase it all. Get rid of it. Great answer. Great answer. It's all but a nightmare. No, no. I I don't have an answer. I think for me, I'll answer my own question because uh, just to give us time to think. I think... um, uh, meeting Conan O'Brien for the first yeah. time was a moment for me that I'm like, oh, that really solidified, like, that he was the reason I got into stand-up he, or comedy in general. He was the first person that I was like, oh, this is this is different and I want to yeah. do whatever this is. And so meeting him for the first time was like, and doing that show and making him laugh, I think is a memory that I w- would like to. Yeah, that's that, That'd be the one I'd keep. Yeah, yeah. Do you have one? I know, I'm really trying to think. It's okay if you my, don't. My, the one I think of, well, I, whenever, I always just picture me Oh, I am going to do this too, by the way. Like, I do have a device, so oh, choose oh, wisely. <laughs> well, I always, I always just think of me and Sarah and Kate Nady writing together. Yeah. That is my most, like, nostalgic image. That's honestly what image. inspired it. I'm like, I want to hear about you guys all. That, I just, that's... I mean, I, even just proportionally, we spent the most time doing that, just in a room all night, every writing night. But my actual answer <laughs> is a celeb. No, uh, oh, yes, is, yes. Well, I was such a huge fan of SNL growing up. I was obsessed with it. And I was also obsessed with Seinfeld. Those were my two pride and joys, yes. even though I was not connected to them in any way. So when we got to write for Bernie, for Larry, for Larry David, Ugh. I loved that. And there was one weird cold open where it was Hillary and Larry David as Bernie Sanders and Julie Louis-Dreyfus was hosting mm. and she asked a question in the sketch as Elaine. So it was like Seinfeld and SNL and all <laughs> oh these things. And to be able to stand there on the periphery while Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Larry David pitched jokes for Elaine... I was like, oh my God. That is a God, great this answer. It's so insane and to David get to Mandel. be here. And David Mandel, who, oh, uh, uh, like, yeah, Veep. works on yep. Veep with Julia, yeah. was there. Oh, that's so cool. That's I, it was one. so cool to have gotten to stand next to them while they worked. <sighs> oh, that's yeah. so, that's yeah. a great answer. Sarah, do you have any? Good. I know, I, I um, think probably like the first time we did Hillary for Kate and then she like came off stage and we hugged. Yeah. Oh. And cuz it had it had like worked and she was so thoughtful about it and we just kind of thought that I was, we were going to get to write her for a little while and like oh. those like little things where That's got to be mostly the stuff I take was like stuff working live and feeling the energy of it working and then getting yeah. to like have a small private yeah. celebration with like the people that yeah. That made it? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I love that because that's got to be scary for the first yeah. time. This Hillary impression, which we're going to really yeah. rest a, a lot of our, a, a lot of energy time. is going to go yeah. into this and a lot of time and stuff. And it works and she nails it and she gets off stage and you hug. I mean, great answer. She's the best. She's the She also makes best. everything yeah. 10 times better than oh, writing. So. She's as good as everyone says, right? She's the best. Oh, God. That's great there, to hear. There are so many times we would bring a sketch to air and we'd be like, oh, sorry, Kate, this isn't going to be good enough. We didn't, like, as writers get it there. And then she would go out there and make every joke work, even jokes that did not deserve to work. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's nice to know that she's as good as everyone she's, says. Kate I McKenna. saw her on, in U, uh, at UCB do a one-woman show once, yeah. not knowing her at all. Oh, wow. Somebody just told me, you got to go see this girl. It was before she did SNL or anything. And I went and I was like, damn. Like, this <laughs> yeah. girl's going places. She's truly so special. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So grateful for her. And I had just broken up with my now husband. We broke up for six <laughs> months. What? And I go, I have to go because I have tickets to something. And I went to see Kate McKinnon's one woman show crying. And it cracked me up. Oh, so, that's great. She's powerful. <laughs> wow, she's powerful. powerful. All right, we're back. I'm on a treadmill at Equinox in Los Angeles. I'm with my friend, Jamie Plaxco. You're going to hear her clip on from the Thursday show. 
um, I just got on the treadmill and she said, you won't believe what just happened to me. And I was like, can you say it on the podcast? And she was like, sure. I mean, it's like she has like a very soft southern voice. She's like, I mean, it's like embarrassing of me. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to pass over the mic to Jamie. What just happened? Because I'm like going off on Equinox on this podcast because I love this place and I can't get enough, but I also hate it. So what just happened to you at Equinox? Just talking to that. Just talking to that. Okay. So if you've never been to Equinox before, it's, it's just a place where every beautiful person in LA goes to. Yes. And I'm already like awkward here anyways. <laughs> and so I'm in the locker room. Yeah. I mean, every... Dude, the hottest guy just walked by. It was, as she said that, it was insane. And I almost just fell off the treadmill. <laughs> Like, it, it's, it's crazy here. Literal, like, just Instagram model central, right? So I'm in the locker room, and I'm trying to figure out how to do these lockers here because they're these weird combo lockers that I just don't know it's how to do. It's actually very simple, but um, I'm going to let her own that. <laughs> it's my first time here okay, okay. <laughs> okay. at this location. So anyway, so I'm in the locker room, and this, like, beautiful naked girl comes and sits by me, like, stunning, and she's just completely naked sitting there in a towel on her cell phone okay cool well like I opened a new pack of gum and like I just always offer people gum because like that's what I do I'm, <laughs> I'm southern I like to feed and like nurture people you yeah. know so like I offered her gum and she was like shocked that I was like nice to her I guess and so we started talking and she's from New York and sorry I'm out of breath <laughs> anyways um, so like we're talking but she's naked the whole time and she's like so beautiful like I don't know where to look dude that's the best part about Equinox is checking out the naked ladies in the locker room like I legit am just like I am so blessed to be in here right now and seeing these bodies because in Hollywood they're all it's New York is a different vibe of Equinox like they're hot but like they got they got places to be here in LA they like lounge and stretch and like blow dry their vaginas I swear to god it's so sexual in there Go it on. really is it really is so like I you know we talk whatever we introduce ourselves to each other she's so nice and I walk out and I get on the treadmill and I'm waiting for Nikki to get here and I realize I completely forgot where my locker is oh like oh. No idea because she was naked and I was just trying to like not be weird but like also be friendly. So now I'm gonna have to go back in there and just search for my locker. Okay. This, okay, we touched on so many things about Equinox that I love. First of all, I forget where my locker is. I would say 50% of the time I come here because you pick a locker and I'm usually really high when I come to work out. I get really high before it because I like to be stoned when I work out because it f makes me forget I'm working out. Um, and I always forget what you do is, Equinox has a system for this. You tell one of the cleaning ladies in there, you know that she's a cleaning lady because she, she looks like she doesn't belong here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's always like someone who doesn't have like a gym body. And they have a shirt on that says clean or like maintain because they're maintaining the, it's just so, Broad City makes fun of these shirts like on their show. But anyway, so you just tell her and then she'll come and she'll be like, She'll just like do the keys to a million lockers until you find your own. They like trust that you're not going to steal other people's stuff, but you could easily pretend you forgot what your locker is and be like, oh, this is the one and just steal everything. So just know that too, going here. Anyway, the next clip on the show is me. I'm getting out of breath now, guys. This is, must be annoying to listen to. Me, Ian Fidance, 
Andrew Collin, and Ali Sadiq, who was like one of my new favorite guests for sure. He came in and was talking to us about um, ways, new ways he finds to punish his children. It's so funny. He was awesome. You should listen to the whole episode on demand on the SiriusXM app. Uh, here we go. So what I do is embarrass my kids now. Like okay. that's, it's way better. It's way. Mm. I remember my daughter was eight, and she was talking in school, and the, the teacher said, um, "Your daughter's being disruptive." I said, oh, "Okay, no problem. I'll be up there." And y'all remember Isaiah Thomas when he played for yeah. Detroit yeah. Pistons? You know, remember the outfit? You know, little bitty shorts, long mm-hmm. socks, jersey tucked in. Eight thirty in the morning, show up to her school. Isaiah Thomas outfit on. You know, <laughs> you in a classroom, whole outfit already. Whole outfit on. Whole outfit. <laughs> And you know how embarrassed it is when your father's in the lunchroom stretching and one of his balls fall out? You know, you would never lay that down. Oh, you were wearing it. Yeah, I yeah. had it on. Oh, you, you had, had it, on. it That's on. how he punishes That's his kids now. Yeah, I married, I married my brother in, in, at the at the bus stop. Yeah, my, my best friend did the wedding. My, me and my brother were standing there. I had a wedding dress on. He was in a tuxedo, and my son was being disruptive on the bus. So when he pulled up at the bus stop, me and his uncle was getting married. And he's like, <laughs> oh, my God. God. He's like, is that your father? Isaiah Thomas? He's like, no. <laughs> that is elaborate. Like, yeah. That's you, a father who yeah. cares. I don't have I don't have a day job. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I you have a lot of time, time buried in your time day. to come up with, with ignorance. I don't have a day yeah, job. Yeah. You got to film this, man. It's like, yo, if you want me to embarrass your kids, I will show up. <laughs> How much? And, and and help you out with it. Oh my God, I love that. That's such a good idea. Like I'm real into it. Once you stop listening to what I say, I have to do something else. Yeah. My older sister, um, God bless her. You know her. Um, she um uh, she understands this. She had my sister had six kids. Her and her husband. He's a, a lieutenant colonel. Works at the Pentagon. Um, they not probably not getting paid right now. But I understand. Yeah. Um, but. My sister will never get kidnapped. She will never get kidnapped because I've already kidnapped her once. And okay. Because I told her. So you her, can't get, it's like double jeopardy. You yeah, I told her. I told her, don't do this. This is how you should come home. Now she wasn't doing that. So I kidnapped and drove around in my trunk for like hours. And she was like, I'm like, yo, so now you understand why I told you not to do that. Oh, <laughs> so you were scared she was going to get involved with someone who scared, would kidnap her. Yeah. And so you so said, you I'll do it. it. I told her the rules. This is what you see. This is the thing. Being um, a person who's incarcerated for six years, I've sat down and talked to multiple sex offenders, multiple rapists, and all that. So I know the triggers. So I'm like, yo, this is how you defend yourself. As a yourself. comedian, you've also talked to multiple sex offenders. And multiple yeah, pro- rapists yeah. And as a comedian, I have definitely <laughs> talked to multiple sex offenders. But, no, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not one of them. No. You know, it's weird. And so I. So, I, what, yeah, what have you learned that you need to teach people a lesson by. I don't understand why women come home drunk. I don't. And, it by themselves, I still don't understand. Yeah, it's really like dangerous. you don't want to. You don't want to tell nobody. You don't call. Like you still leave the house and don't. I'm I'm a I'm a tough individual. I don't go places and not let somebody know where I'm going. Mm. Still to this day, yo. If I'm with a strange person, I still be like, hey, um, this is the license plate. Really? <laughs> this is where I'm at. Yeah. I was just in Atlanta with a group of weird people, and everybody <laughs> in Houston knew where I was at. I'm like, yo, this is a weird thing. I don't yeah. know any of these people. Well, good for you. That's the way we should all be, especially women. Yeah, expect, I was raised by women, so and I have daughters. I have a lot of daughters. So. You have a lot of daughters? A lot of daughters. How many daughters do you have? Like six daughters. It's like you have lot. six daughters? It's a lot of them. It's you a, do not have six yes, I have daughters. Six, I have six girls. No what? sons? All girls? Six girls. No, I have sons. How I have old? Six <laughs> <girls>. <laughs> no, I have sons. I have How sons many kids do you have? Girls. Like 11. No, no you don't. Actually, eight. You have eight kids? Yeah, all of them not actually mine, but they, you know, I've been taking care of them, so they-, they That's sweet. 
they own my insurance, my life insurance. I want to get and back to you kidnapping your sister. How did this go down? She was um in high school, like <laughs> like second. No, she was a junior. She was a junior, and I told her to you know when you get it, when you come home, have your keys out. When you come off work, I already have your keys out. So at least you can use your keys as a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. So she's at the door. You know, we live with my mom, and she's at the door rambling through her purse for her keys. And I just came around the corner with a mask on, and she broke down. She's like, oh, don't take me. I was like, no, too late. I'm taking you. She, she, you scared her straight. You could have stopped with the lesson right there. No, didn't oh, want that's true. Could have stopped the lesson that's right there. Am. Nope, she didn't learn. Yeah. I don't feel like she learned. What I don't kinda, feel like she learned. What kind of car were you driving? Monte Carlo, 79, oh wide trunk. God. Oh, so she had a nice trunk. That's a big trunk. That's a big trunk. Yeah, she could hang out in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's having fun. How do you know that's, that's a big trunk? How many people you just stuck in that trunk? You about comics? 79 Monte Carlo. I know everybody who um, grew up with me and know I had this car, they hated me when I had this car because I was the shortest one. And you know the 79 had one seat and you had to pull up. And so everybody was taller than me. You had to be sitting there with your knees up like, I hate that they drive. But yeah. it's my car. Yeah. You can't tell me not to drive my own car. <laughs> <laughs> sit in the back. Sit in the back if you don't want to sit in the front. And it was a horrible car because the top, you know, the top starts to come down and you don't try to staple it back up. You just rip it out. So you couldn't oh, wear yeah, white yeah, yeah. at all. If you wore white and you brushed up against the top, oh, outfit top is over. Come up. Yeah. <laughs> outfit is over. All right, we're back. I hope you enjoyed that clip. Um, like I said, that was one of my favorite episodes. And here comes another one. This is from yesterday's show, Thursday, with Jamie Plaxco, who you just heard talk about the locker room incident with a hot lady, hot naked lady. She is... Um, the girlfriend of Pete Lee, who is friend of the show, friend of mine, longtime friend of mine, longtime enemy of mine as well. Go on our YouTube channel, Comedy Central's YouTube channel. Search you up to see the story of me and Pete Lee and how we went from being lovers to enemies to best friends. And now I'm best friends with his girlfriend. And uh, the whole story is how I met her and how he met her. It's all very, it's a fascinating story. And I really recommend you go watch it on the YouTube I think it's Comedy Central's YouTube channel. It must, it's also on Comedy Central's Facebook. I'm sorry I'm out of breath, you guys. This is annoying. <sighs> anyway, keep it together, Glazer. Getting to the next clip. It is um, me, Jamie, who you just heard from, Jamie Plaxco. She is a psychiatric nurse practitioner, so she knows her shit. And um, yesterday's episode, I wanted to have her in because I was just feeling like I need to talk to a therapist. And also, I know she'd be good on mic. She's not a comedian. She's just like a nurse practitioner, guys. And um, she works in a jail as like a psychiatric nurse. So she has a way more interesting life than most comedians. And and Becky Robinson, who is a hilarious comedian, she'll be back on the show. So enjoy this clip. We talk about how good it is to cry. And um, and then I cry. (laughs) I straight up cried on yesterday's episode, and I don't even give a shit. Usually I would be like, that's so embarrassing, but like, I needed it. I really needed it. So I don't know if this is the clip where I'm crying because Noah picked these clips. But if you want to hear me cry, listen to the full episode on the SiriusXM app. But here's me, Jamie Blacksco, and Becky Robinson talking about crying. Oh, God. It's so nice to have just two girls who I trust and I'm comfortable crying in front of um, here. It's just, you know, I'm just stressed. And uh, it all came to a head last segment. And I cried. Who cares? And I haven't look, cried in a really long time. Now. Oh yeah, I yeah. like I needed a cry. Exactly. I just it's like everybody needs orgasming, it. you know? 
Like, I really feel good on the other side of a cry. I've been, like, almost crying a lot this week, mm-hmm. but haven't been around people that I can really let it go. Yeah. My The worst thing for me is when I cry and people go, like, oh, you poor thing. Like, I just want to cry and not have it be a big production yeah. because it yeah. isn't. Sometimes you just need to expunge, and I think that that's why a lot of people don't cry mm-hmm. is because they don't want pity. They don't want people to think they're crazy. Yeah. They don't want people to worry about them. And that doesn't mean just because you're crying, it's you're human. You just need to get out some energy that's all pent up. Yeah. So I feel better. What was the last time you both cried? When I don't sleep, that's like my main thing. I get really emotional. Like even last night I was I was nervous to come here. Yeah. So I, I took an Ambien. And then like <laughs> this morning, so you know how um, you got me following Theo Vaughn. And he has this <laughs> saying he posted. It was like, anything can happen in January. <laughs> so Pete and I like say that all the time. Yeah. And last night, I guess I had messaged Pete like, hey, I'm going to sleep. I just took an Ambien. And then later I wrote, anything can happen in ambuary <laughs> so oh i was like God. don't remember that one <laughs> yeah you don't remember writing that no that's amazing <laughs> wow but yeah like when i don't sleep so i make yeah. sure that i get like really good sleep yeah i know that's mm-hmm. another thing that i probably am lacking yeah. yeah when was the last time you cried becky over the weekend a couple times yeah i actually saw that my first therapist <laughs> did you really for the very first time yeah how did it go um Good, I think. I don't know. I don't really have anything to compare it to, so I don't know. But it was like a normal conversation. I felt like I could open up to him right away, but then like halfway through, I just like it was like a very. It's almost like I'm throwing up, and it comes out, and That's it's really. How I just felt. Yeah. It's really hard, and then all this, and then you're, and then you're back, and you're like, "What's up? What did I miss?" Yes, you know, and you're happy a little. You know, you're laughing, and um, yeah, I cried a lot over the way. I like was drank a lot last week, and that really frazzled me, and like our, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I don't know. I, I was feeling like pressures of being a woman too and like doing something for the first time and was drinking a lot to make What are you doing feel... for the first time? Well, you're working on a show right now. It was the like the first day of our like my own writers room literally sent right. me over the edge. I was like What was the So you're working on a show why, for E. I don't know. Like an Ally G type show for yeah. Becky Robinson, who yeah. does a lot of characters, uh, and it's just such a fantastic talent. I'm s- you're gonna be someone that we all. You're gonna be a household name, without a doubt. So that's in the cards for you. Um, but this is your first like big opportunity. You're running a writers room. Were you just what were you nervous about? It's actually weird. Like I I thought about you so much. And I've been like, what would Nikki do? How would she act? Oh my because god! Because I just like remember you She'd in that cry room. On air. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, some fucking balls, like you know, like she knows how to tell people what to do and yes. like how, what she wants yes. and like knows what's like funny and what's not for her own show. And like I am now having to make those calls with like everyone's older than me, and I'm just you know, and it's like it's weird. But your name is on the show, and that is hard to do when there's a lot of people in the room that you might be intimidated by, but they're working on your show. Yeah. And um, I will say that the way that you maybe saw me is the way that they're going to see you. So just... No one's going to be mad. It is uncomfortable to be like if someone pitches something and it's not what you want. Yeah. that's a That was a weird thing to negotiate was like how do I let someone know something's not funny but yeah. also not insult them. Totally, totally. And a lot of times the room says it for you, you know. It's like it either gets laughs or it doesn't. Yes. and it's Or people will just go silent. Yeah. <laughs> it's like well, I don't know about that or, you know. But it's a pretty – everyone in the room is pretty similar and they all are kind of like, you know, they know when something's good and when it's – 
probably not going to float. Yeah, but is that that is like super you're starting a new job. Good for you getting into therapy. That's what sent me into therapy was I got my first show. Really? On MTV oh, and I was right. like if I'm going to be successful, yeah. I'm going to need to like work on myself because sure, this is yeah. too too exhausting and cut to now. Eight years later, and I'm still haven't figured it out. <laughs> it's crazy. Things to look forward to. <laughs> I remember calling a therapist being like, and she's like, why do you do this? And I was like, because I'm about to get an MTV show, and I want to have my shit together to be able to handle it mentally. So it, what's been, um, so, oh, wow. So you cried in therapy. Mm-hmm. Did it, Are when you I a cry- crying person generally, or did it take kind of talking about your emotions to get you there? When, it, when it's come to this show, I've cried so much. So much. It's just been so hard because people don't... It's been so easy for guys to make shows like this. And for some reason, girls haven't been able to really crack the code, I don't think. Mm. You know, we have like our Tracy Ullmans and stuff. And there's like, well, you know, show prank shows with women. But it all usually comes back to like dating pranks and stuff like that. And that's like not what I'm trying to do. Yeah. It's like I want to play these real believable characters. And it's like... You have to have directors and showrunners that know, like, you're going to do some dangerous shit and it's okay that you're a woman. And it's hard to, like, get that across. And there's been times when I've been like, I don't know, you just really have to push for the things you want. And I've spent a lot of time in the field, like, dressed as these characters, as these boys and stuff. And so, like, speaking to that experience, too, and being like, no, no, I've been in the trenches and, like, this is how it works. Trust me. And, you know, they don't, they just don't, I don't know. So a lot of it is like, we we can't put you in that scenario. You're a girl. What what if you get hurt? What if someone assaults you? What if that's too much to put on you? That's too much pressure. Like, are you going to be able to improvise or what, you know, whatever. Yeah. Are you going to be able to get break into this? And it's like, yeah. And you feel like a lot of that is because you're a woman. I think some of it. Yeah. I just feel a lot of pressure too because like, I want it to be right. Like I want to, I want to put a, females in this like friends that mm-hmm. are good that also do good characters and are like amazing actresses and so like I, I feel a little just I just want it to be right and I want it to be funny and I yeah I it's, just want it to be done the way it should be yeah I, I I love what you're saying because there is so many there have been so many times where I feel like um you know as a female comic you're you're separate from male comedians there's a different people coddle you in a different way or they don't think you can handle certain things or yeah um last night I um uh Jaleel White was at the comedy store and I was with a group of people and he was standing there with us and Kelsey Cook came out I I met Jaleel White for the first time I walked up and he was like and he was with people I knew so they introduced us Mm -hmm. and um and he had done Dancing with the Stars so he knew we, we, we it was almost like we went to the same college you know like oh I went there too you know yeah so and he was surprised that I was a comedian based on just like how I looked. I guess he was just kind of like, "Oh, you're a comic, yeah," you know. And then Kelsey Cook came out later, um, comedian Kelsey Cook, and she just looked so innocent and adorable. And um, he met her, and then she walked away, and he goes, "So she's a stand-up?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Wow, you guys really all come in different shapes and sizes." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Like it's. People don't expect that women can be as, and I'm like, she's a filthy bitch, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't, and that's part of the funny part of it of being a woman is the juxtaposition of being the girl that can do yeah. the things that you're doing, um, being very uh, bold and daring and putting yourself in kind of scary, uh, 
high pressure situations. Yeah. You're just but, told so many things. Like like Kelsey, or it's like you're told if you're pretty, like you're pretty and you talk about dicks, well, like of course, like, you know. Or if you're, you're told, like, if you're a woman, you can't play guys. And it's like, yeah, you can. It's just, you know. Yeah. It's, it's not all the same thing. It's not all bad and it's all not unfunny or whatever. You know, it's, I don't know. Well, that was one thing that I realized when I dressed like shit one night on stage at the Comedy <laughs> Cellar. Like, I really, I worse than last night, I really took a chance. I wore no makeup and I looked heinous. <laughs> and I walked in and I did my set and I was like, I'm going to do this as an experiment. And I did my set. And one of my jokes was like, is a pretty gross joke. Like it's one of my grossest jokes that always gets groans and everything. But this time they, there was no laughter. They were disgusted. Cause they're like, if you're going to be that gross, you better look cute. Because if you're gross on top of looking, saying, being gross and saying gross things, we can't really handle that. So I felt like, I, I felt like, oh, that, that was an interesting thing to realize that, they really hated it. They hated it because they're like, you're insulting us on every level. We can't even like enjoy you, the way you look. I've had very similar things happen. Have you ever, and this is like maybe just, this is going to sound probably extremely cunty or cocky and I don't mean it to, but I've done things like, like I've dressed hideous or looked up and sometimes I consider if it doesn't go over well and I am telling a gross joke and I look ugly. I wonder if maybe I just didn't sell it, or maybe the crowd was bad, yeah. or maybe my joke wasn't. No, it, I can't tell from one experiment. I think you're absolutely right. It I could have know. been just a million could be other, other things. elements. Yes, might not have been the fact that you didn't have winged eyeliner on. <laughs> you never know. You know. That's it, guys. That was a full week of shows. We took you through Monday through Thursday. If you want to hear more from any of those episodes, you got to listen to the. Sh you got to get a Sirius XM subscription, right? And you got to go on the app. It's really a cool app. There's so much content on Sirius. I don't know why you don't just sign up for it. I mean, I'm sure there's reasons why you don't, but it's really not as expensive as you think. And you can listen to us every morning for two hours. Or you can listen to Howard's Turn. Or you can listen to Hits One. These are all the things I listen to. Dave Matthews Band Channel, when it's on. I was the voice of it. You might remember. I think it's, uh, I think that might come back. There's just a channel for everyone. Sirius is seriously awesome and they're not paying me to say this i honestly still pay for my subscription you get it anyway thank you for listening to the podcast I'm trying to think if there's anything else i want to tell you about life i'm going to be in portland next weekend dallas uh chicago nashville boston i have so many dates coming up go to nikkiglazer.com to see all of them andrew collin is opening for me on the road for basically all of them um, we're going to have such fun shows, really fun openers. Um, thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. I don't like love you. I hate when people say, I love my fans. Like, I don't, I love the idea. Listen, we don't know each other. I, I do love you. But like, we toss around that word a lot. Fine. I love you. Okay. I love you. I'm going to say it. I love you. Squirt, squirt guys. And we'll see you here next week. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.